listening to Talking Law, the podcast where business owners just like you discover how to avoid legal landmines and build value using smart legal tips. Join your host, Joanna Oki, as she cuts through the legal jargon and gives you clear and simple actionable legal strategies, which will get you optimal business results. Hi, it's Joanna Oki here and welcome back to Talking Law, a podcast proudly brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. Now, today we are getting into some very interesting topics, talking about awards and underpayments and lots of things that we've been seeing in the media recently. And today, to talk about this issue, we have Jane Chore from our very own Aspect Legal, here to uh, run us through the issues and what you can do about it as a business. Hi, Jane. Thanks for coming on board. Hi, Joanna. Thanks for having me. Great. Okay. So let's start off with why we're talking about this issue in the first place. What is the issue? So there are over 120 modern awards that are currently in place, and that spans across many industries. So, I mean, that's a heap of awards for businesses to have their heads around, isn't it? I mean, you know, no wonder there's issues in this area for business owners. That's right. It can be very difficult for business owners to properly identify which award it is that covers their employees mm. and, you know, therefore know exactly what their entitlements are with respect to wages. Mm. Let's cut straight to the chase here. Let's talk about some of the things we've seen in, in the headlines recently and towards the end of, of last year, 2018, because there was no shortage of headline material for, you know, fairly famous people who have come under the watch of Fair Work Australia and, and ended up having to pay out quite a lot of money. Maybe run us through some of those, Jane. Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, the hospitality industry is notorious for underpayment um, of workers. Mm. And I guess being in that industry, there's a lot of unsociable hours and, and overtime that comes with it. So mm. I think most of the listeners would be familiar with a couple of stories that came out last year, one of which was to do with George Columbaris. It was found that nearly 200 of his staff had been underpaid a total of $2.6 million. Wow. Which is obviously a huge amount. And in that case, he sort of blamed historically poor processes for the underpayment, which is obviously just unacceptable in the mm. eyes of the court. And I mean, you know, it's an interesting thing, isn't it? Because and we'll stick here talking about some of these matters in the press, but I'd also like to reflect on the average business here. This is obviously big numbers. We're talking about really big numbers. And it's just, it shocks me that his excuse is, well, we just had poor practices. You know, I feel for the guy. I'm not saying I don't feel for him, but it's not a defence. <laughs> well, that's right. I mean, look, it can be very difficult for business owners, particularly the smaller business owners, to keep on top of yeah. the awards and, you know, what their staff are to be paid. Mm. So we certainly see it. We've seen it amongst some of our clients with respect to, you know, businesses, people get busy. 
and it can be difficult for them to stay on top of it. Yeah. And I guess there's two elements. Number one, making sure they have the right setup from the beginning, but also number two, keeping on top of changes over time because minimum pays, different, I guess, entitlements change over time. The awards change, right? Yeah. Well, that's right. I mean, a lot of employers choose to sort of say, well, we'll just pay above the award rate. Yeah. But the problem with that is, as you say, things change. So it's, you know, obviously still recommended that that is regularly reviewed to ensure that all of those different overpayments and entitlements are included in the salary. Yeah. So we've gone from one high profile case. Let's talk maybe about uh, Neil Perry. Look, I was actually on a flight the other day when Neil Perry was sitting right next to me and I just looked at him and I thought, you know what, (laughs) I feel for you. You've had a bit of a rough trot in the media. But once again, I guess this is someone with a high profile that one would think has the resources available to be looking at this area. So it's interesting that these big hitting names are really falling under this hammer at the moment. But let's talk about Neil Perry. What happened with him, Jane? So his restaurant businesses were subject to a Fair Work Ombudsman investigation, and that was on the back of allegations from staff who claimed they were working up to 30 hours of unpaid overtime per week. So the investigation has obviously seen a reduction in staff hours in a bid for him to, you know, to avoid penalties, but he's also had to back pay a sum of $1.6 million to those employees. Mm. And what I find interesting, I mean, I guess not so interesting because we work in this area, so we understand it, but I, I think it's probably very interesting to the general business owner out there to reflect on just how complex it was for these these business owners to get people to go through their books and, and work out what the actual amounts were that they should have been paying or the underpayment amount. You know, it wasn't, it's not a black and white area. I I think that's part of the issue. Yeah, I think that's right. And when you've got these, obviously, in the case of Neil Perry, many, many restaurants, hundreds of employees. And I think it just, as I say, the nature of that industry is that they do work the unsociable hours and they tend to sort of work a lot of overtime that Mm. is expected in those roles. But, you know, it's okay to work some overtime and they just have to make sure that their employees are being paid properly. So let's talk, I guess, bringing it down then from the big names, because it's easy to look at big names and say, well, you know, that's them, but I'm in a different sort of pool. I guess, what are the things that we're seeing as the biggest risks for small to medium-sized business in this area? What's the sort of things that can be going wrong? Well, obviously, we've first got underpayment. They're not paying enough. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, if a lot of clients that we have have, you know, longstanding employees, Mm. and so it might be a small amount where it's a 15-minute break or a small part, a bit of overtime per week that's that's not being paid properly, Mm. but then obviously over a number of years, we can see that that's some really adds up. Mm. And if it does end up in a claim, then obviously, you know, you, you're obviously paying the cost to defend the claim. You may also end up having to pay the compensation, the back pay. And of course, there can be penalties imposed by the Fair Work Ombudsman as well. It's a really murky area because the thing is, obviously, it's not even just about what you're doing today. It's what has happened in the history of your employee's employment. So, you know, you could have an argument with a staff member today and, you know, they leave, but then suddenly they decide to go and get someone to look into 
how they've been paid over these years. And this is really where I guess we see the numbers start to add up. And that's right. And if their role changes, if you've had a staff member who's been there for a number of years, they may start in a lower level, say, clerical role Mm. and then work their way up. And each time, obviously, they move up in a class under the various awards, obviously, their pay is also to increase. Mm. So that's something to, to keep an eye on as well. All right. So I guess, you know, hopefully it's pretty clear from what we've talked about here that this is a really murky area and that the risks are real for employers. And I guess let's maybe close it out, though, by giving a bit of an overview of how businesses can stay ahead in this area, because I think the most important thing to remember is it's, it's not a set and forget. Yeah, that's right. So employees need to make sure they're aware of all of their obligations. So that's under the National Employment Standards, any modern award that covers your staff. And of course, you know, where possible, double check all of the pay rates with your accountant. So another thing that we'd probably recommend would be to have adequate employment agreements in place just to offer that Mm. further protection. Mm. And to have this reviewed on a regular basis. And and I'd say probably yearly would be, you know, the basis that you should be coming back. And certainly any time that there's changes to, uh, you know, the minimum rates of pay or any award conditions. Although you may not know that there's changes. I guess that's another thing. Yeah, that's right. So I think definitely a yearly review is very important just to make sure that you're complying with all of your various obligations. Yeah. And look, that doesn't have to be hard. And certainly if you're doing it on a regular basis, it's far easier to keep track. But the point is, don't just set and forget and leave it for you know years and years and years and years. Otherwise, you really are running the risk of being in the spotlight, just like our Neil Perry and our George, whatever his name Columbaris. is. <laughs> and our George Columbaris. Okay, great. Thanks, Jane. Thank you so much for coming on board to Talking Law here today. And of course, if you as a listener have been concerned by anything that we're talking about today, if you've got employees and you haven't looked at their employment agreements or the way in which you are remunerating them for a while, then hopefully you are slightly concerned. Feel free to head over to our show notes at talkinglaw.com.au or over to our website at www.aspectlegal.com.au and there we have a free booking link. You can use that booking link to book in a free 15-minute discussion with Jane or any of our other legal eagles who can talk to you about the employment practices and documentation in your business and give you a bit of an idea of where the risks might be or how you're faring at the moment. Well, Jane, thank you for coming on board. We've loved having you here. Thanks, Joanna. Great. Okay. And as I said earlier, if you'd like more information about this topic, then just head over to our website at talkinglaw.com.au and there you'll be able to download a transcript of this podcast episode if you'd like to read it in more detail. As I said, you can also use that page to book straight through to our lawyers at Aspect Legal for a free consultation if you'd like help with any of the areas we covered today. And finally, one last thing, if you enjoyed what you heard today, please pop over to your podcast player and leave us a review. Well, that's it. Thanks again for listening in. You've been listening to Talking Law proudly brought to you by the commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. See you next time.
Are you looking for a top quality legal team to assist you in your organisation? Aspect Legal is an innovative commercial legal practice that specialises in providing fast and professional services for their clients. If you'd like to chat about how we might be able to assist you, simply head over to our website at aspectlegal.com.au to book in a time for a free discussion with one of our lawyers. Thanks for listening to Talking Law. Tune in next time for more smart legal tips and tricks to keep you clear of those legal landmines. If you want to get a download of today's show notes, head over to talkinglaw.com.au. Information in this podcast is general in nature, not legal advice. If you want advice for your business, visit talkinglaw.com.au.